is BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Horvat's back tomorrow. Preston Johnson with me today. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski with you. Thanks for listening on the Radio.com app. Uh, you can watch and listen on the Radio.com Sports YouTube page. Also, 1430 in Denver weekdays. 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Now we welcome into the show Evan Silva at Evan Silva on Twitter, co-founder of Establish the Run. A uh, lot of news yesterday, Evan, but uh, the Patriots certainly your headliner. Were you surprised at how uh, how active Bill Belichick and company were in day one? I mean, I, I think that you had to be at least a little bit surprised that they were that aggressive, but. In totality, I don't think we should be surprised that they were that they are be, going to be, uh, you know, that, that they're having an aggressive free agency period in general because they had planned for this. Um, you know, Bill Belichick had, had spoken uh, uh, publicly about how they were kind of cap strapped last year, and you know, they had the opt outs uh, on defense in particular, um, and but they had set it up where they were going to have uh, the, one of the biggest salary cap allotments in the league this year. They opened free agency, I believe, with the third most salary cap space. And they went out and got, you know, a bunch of solid players. I don't think that they – I don't think that any of the guys that they have signed really are, are true superstars. Um, but they, they're going to make the, the roster a lot better. It, it, it just was a – it was probably like in the range of – um, 20 to 27 in terms of just straight talent last year, and I in in, uh, in terms of like a league ranking, um, and I think now they're they're probably closer to middle of the pack. You gonna be getting some John New Smith shares this year? <laughs> I, well, <laughs> you know, I, I I would say no actually because it's gonna be a run first team. Um, I think that they're building their offense sort of in the likeness of uh, the Ravens um, to where they're going to be playing a lot of two tight end sets, maybe even using three tight end sets because they've got uh, the, the two uh, rising sophomore tight ends that they drafted last year in um, Devin Asiasi and uh, uh, Dalton Keene. Um, and, you know, they're going to have a mobile quarterback and um, they're going to be, you know, a physical run 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 the ball team and so that's not going to translate to a ton of production I don't think in their passing game and historically uh, teams that feature two tight ends um, re- the, those tight ends don't te- the, tend to not be hyper productive you know um, the, the obvious ex- exception is um, uh, you know, Aaron Hernandez and, and uh, Rob Gronkowski. But since then, I mean, it's been really tough for a lot of these two tight end offenses um, to, to have big time production uh, from from individual tight ends. Like, I, I think that the signings make the team better in real life. But I, I think that Johnny Smith and, and Hunter Henry are going to kind of work against each other and cancel the cancel each other out a little bit in fantasy. The list of available quarterbacks is shrinking. If you're one of the GMs like Ryan Pace, desperate, just begging for any quarterback to come to your roster. Uh, so let's let's go over the quarterback. Uh, we have movement in one spot. Jameis stays in New Orleans for a one-year, $12 million contract. And Fitzpatrick goes to Washington after the football team decides to move on 
uh, from Alex Smith. Uh, let's start with Fitzpatrick with uh, the football team. What do you think of that fit? Um, I think it makes makes sense. Uh, the the Washington was another team that was pretty desperate for a quarterback. They of course moved on from Alex Smith. They re-signed Taylor Heineke, who had the nice little playoff game against Tampa Bay. But you know, I don't think that anybody considers him a long term answer. They they are bringing back Kyle Allen, but they didn't they didn't have a starting caliber quarterback. I, I'm not sure that I would consider Ryan Fitzpatrick a a true starting caliber quarterback, he'd probably be at the end of the um, the, the end of, of that kind of tier. But mm-hmm. um, I, I do think it, it, it makes sense for, for Washington just because they needed somebody. And um, I, I like what Scott Turner has kind of put together there uh, as the, the Washington OC entering his second year there under Ron Rivera. You know, they're, they're bringing back some explosiveness on offense and, and Terry McLaurin and, Antonio Gibson and Logan Thomas had a nice year. I think they still need to put some weapons around uh, another weapon or two around Ryan Fitzpatrick. But hey, I mean, he's shown a guy shown to be a guy that late in his career has kind of gotten better uh, in terms of um, not giving the the ball to the other team because that was a problem for Ryan Fitzpatrick for a really long time. Um, And and he's he's an aggressive guy and, and. you know, he, he can get the ball to those playmakers. Evan, is New Orleans going to have a true quarterback competition here? That's what it's sounding like. That's what it's sounding like. I, you know, I kind of wonder if they're going to end up playing musical chairs with these quarterbacks throughout the season. Um, you know, Jameis Winston and, and Taysom Hill, a very different style of quarterbacks. Uh, but I, I think that Taysom Hill probably will be the favorite to start week one. And then, you know, what what happened with him last year? I think he made was, was it three starts, and each start he kind of progressively got worse uh, as the, the sample size grew. And so, you know, I, I don't think that he has staying power as as a starting quarterback. And I think eventually they'll they'll turn to Fitzpatrick, they'll they'll turn to Jameis Winston, and they might go back to Taysom if Jameis Winston starts throwing interceptions. Um, I, I think it's a situation where we see both of those guys make starts this year. This is Joe Ostrowski and Preston Johnson on BetQL Daily with our guest Evan Silva from Establish the Run. Uh, under the radar to some, but how about the Chargers? They go and get Lindsley uh, to bolster the offensive line uh, to work with Herbert. How impactful is that move? I really like that move. Um, Corey Lindsley has just been a, a rock-solid center for a while, um, and he's ma- he's mostly stayed healthy. In the in the NFL, they they really had a problem at center last year after uh, uh, Mike Pouncey um, uh, suffered a, a hip injury and he retired, um, and so they shored that up. They they still have work to do on their offensive line, though. I mean, they still need a, a starting left tackle, uh, but I mean that that was a, a big move for them. They they've had offensive line issues there uh, with the Chargers for years. What's the ceiling for Galladay if he uh, lands in the right spot? Yeah, um, he's. It, it's interesting because the the wide receiver market really has not started to move at all, and he's probably like the tipping point. Once he signs, then we'll see you know a, a, another set of uh, wide receivers uh, uh, land with some teams. But yeah, you you wonder like is is he maybe 
asking for too much money. Um, he did miss almost all of last season uh, with a hip injury. And you wonder, you know, is he, um, how, how do teams feel about his health? It, it was surprising that the Lions did not franchise tag him. Um, mm-hmm. And you wonder, do they know more than we do about his health status? Uh, well, they, they certainly do, but do, do they know something that, you know, might be significant there? Um, but I, I do think that, I mean, he's a big-time vertical playmaker. And uh, when, when he's healthy, um, I, he's, I think he's a top 15 sort of wide receiver across the league. Uh, with Evan Silva established the run, uh, what do you think, Evan, about what the Bucks are doing? So they tag Godwin. They end up keeping Barrett, give him that big deal yesterday, four for 72, and then we get the Gronk news, probably expected, uh, but just pretty much trying to run it back as much as they possibly can to defend their belt. Yeah, and, you know, they ha- they have, they're going to have immense continuity. Um Everybody in the coaching staff is coming back. You know, Todd Bowles did not get a, a head coaching job. He really didn't even get much interest uh, in, in on the head coaching circuit, which I think was kind of surprising after running one of the best defenses in the league. It, it now sounds like they're trying to bring back Indomitian Sue. So, and they, they're bringing back a young secondary that really took a big step forward last year. You know, their front seven was good in 2019, but – their secondary wasn't as good. It was filled with a bunch of young players, and those guys really make, took a step forward this past season. Um, they're bringing back, you know, their almost their entire offensive line, uh, their receiver core, as you mentioned, Gronk at tight end. Um, I mean, they're, they're they're running it back, and I think that's exactly what they should do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with, I mean, you know, considering that they, they do have one of the older rosters in the league. Um, but, I mean, they, they, it's one of the most talented rosters still. Are we going to see Watson go before the draft? That's a really, really good question because when it was, you know, it seemed like everybody was convinced that Deshaun Watson was going to get traded at one point and you could get um, the Texans to be the first, the, the team that he uh, plays a snap for in week one on DraftKings Sportsbook at like plus 300, plus 350. And so I was like, man, I, I have to take this because he, it's still the likeliest team uh, that, that he would, you know, play a snap for in 2021. Uh, but at the same time, you know, the, these rumors are, are persisting. Uh, I, I saw, I, I checked what it was today, and it's at plus 175 uh, mm. for, for, for Texans to be the, the first team that he plays a snap for in 2021 i don't know man i there are there are two teams the jets and the dolphins that have enough ammunition to make it happen and they still have you know quarterback question marks so um i i think that if you you know if you're going to try to bet on a a team for for him to play his first snap for i i would look at the texans first and maybe you know david cully can convince him to uh, to you know, kind of commit to the Texans, uh, or, uh, or or the Jets or the Dolphins. That that's that's how I would be looking at that. If you're looking at from from a betting standpoint, Evan Silva, co-founder of Establish the Run, at Evan Silva on Twitter. Make sure you're following him. Uh, thanks for your time today, Evan. Thanks, Joe. All right, good stuff there from Evan Silva, and then. Uh, 
well, here locally, Preston, the whole Russell Wilson thing has calmed down a little bit. People <laughs> were going out of their minds when the Bears were listed as one of the four teams on his list. But even though he didn't demand a trade, one of four teams on the list uh, for Russell Wilson for some reason. I have no idea why. but uh, He's good. It certainly seems like he's staying in Seattle. Cooler heads will probably prevail there. Probably true. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Joe Ostrowski and Preston Johnson. We're going to continue uh, with a little NFL and get back to some college hoops conversation. Uh, next hour, Jeff Sherman from the Superbook will drop by as well. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.